Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Kim Barrett Show. I am your host, Kim Barrett. And on today's episode, we have Mr. Paul Getter. Uh, if you follow him on Instagram, you would know him as at Paul. And we, in this episode, if you've ever tried to grow Instagram, you're gonna still wanna check this out. In this episode, we cover off Instagram growth strategies. We cover off, if you're a Marvel fan, you will not wanna miss this. His office is ridiculous. They filled with Marvel uh, memorabilia, and uh, it's pretty amazing. So make sure that you check this episode out. And of course, if we can help you become a Marvel when it comes to your marketing, head over to marketingmobile.com.au or Marvel. All right, and we'll be able to help you grow with your marketing. Until then, let's jump into the show. Paul, thank you so much for joining us. Really appreciate you making the time. Yeah, thank you very much, man. I really appreciate the invitation. Looks like you're doing amazing things. I love to have you on, and I gotta say, I'm a little bit jealous because your background looks way cooler than mine. I do have <laughs> moving stuff, but you look like you're in, inside Marvel Studios, so a little bit jealous. This is the nerd cave. <laughs> One of the guys on my team, Ken, is a huge Marvel fan, and I think last time we chatted, I snapped a little photo and sent it to him. I think he started yeah. crying, crying a little bit. He's like, oh, I, wish I, <laughs> I wish I had that. Now, Paul, I love to start every podcast off with the same question, which is, if I met you, we're out at a party, and we're chatting to each other, and I said. What is it that you actually do? What's your go-to answer? So I help people build systems that make them money while they sleep. Mm. That's it. Who doesn't want that, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I used to give more complex answers, like I build funnels and drive traffic and stuff. And then I had people look at me like, uh, build funnels, drive traffic. And I realized I was talking techno jargon. So I tried to simplify it. I build systems that make people money while they sleep. <laughs> and now one of the big ones that you build systems on is Instagram. And I love to know, because I feel like sometimes people can, when they see things going on on platforms, they can sometimes be like, maybe I've like missed the boat a little bit. And obviously you've had some great success over four, I think it was like four different profiles growing to well over a million followers on Instagram. It's funny. My marketing director made that post. And I was like, four? We've actually had about 10, about 10 individuals that we've worked with that we've helped them grow their social media platforms over a million. Matter of fact, I've had, let's see, three or four that was like three, four, even six million, like one particular client, we grew wow. their their following from one million to six million in three months. So that was kind of challenging, but we did it. <laughs> I love that. And so for people, if they're listening and like, let's say they've got a thousand followers, maybe they're like, they're like me and we've got like you know, 10, 20, 30, 40,000 followers, maybe something like that. Is it still possible to get out there? Because sometimes people are like, no, it's, it's saturated now. They're like, there's no way that I could go out there and get, you know, like hundreds of thousands and, and millions of followers. What's your viewpoint on that? Yeah, it, there absolutely is. I mean, here's the challenge that maybe individuals are seeing on Instagram, for example, is there's more competition, but what that pushes you to do is make better content, make better content, engage and connect with people. You know, gone are the days of just posting pictures of your food and getting a thousand followers. Now you actually have to give solid value, great content. So it's really a content driven machine and you have to connect with people. You have to put the social in social media if you really want to get results. Mm. 
Now, obviously, being that I'm in the marketing game myself as well, and we've got quite a number of listeners who are business owners and entrepreneurs who are always like, cool, like I get we've got to be social and stuff, but like, Paul, like, what's the hack? What's the shortcut to success on, on Instagram for growing followers? Is there one or is that kind of an elusive dream that everyone's, uh, everyone's sure there out there is. chasing? Sure there yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So I teach a, a principle that I call CLAP. C-L-A-P. This is the Instagram growth hack formula that I use. Clap. C is for content. Like I said, you have to have good content. If you don't have good content, it doesn't matter what type of hacks or tricks or anything like that you do. It's not going to work. So you have to have good content. Look at where the people that you want to emulate and be inspired by their content look through their content, find their viral content and try to replicate that and learn from them in making your content. So first of all, C for content, then L is for loops. This is a really interesting world that it's kind of like this underground dark secret that nobody talks about, but there are huge influencers that do what we call giveaway loops. Matter of fact, I've got access to some of these large celebrities, hip hop artists, just people that have millions, even tens of millions of followers. And what we'll do is we'll partner with them and we'll say, Hey, like we've got one influencer that's given away a Tesla and he's given away a Tesla. And he says, okay, to be entered into this drawing, to have your chance to win a Tesla, you have to do this. You have to follow these 50 people. What you have to do is you have to buy an entry to get into that loop, that giveaway loop. And depending on the influencer, the size of it and stuff, it might cost you a couple hundred dollars or it might cost thousands of dollars. But you can see by getting in those giveaway loops, you can gain 10, 20, 30, 40. You know, we've got one getting ready to launch that we estimate you should get 50 to 100,000 followers in it just in two or three days. That'll happen. So again, that's kind of an underground world of influencers that grow their Instagram fast, then A is for ads. So by doing ads, running promotions to your content in a strategic way, using the right targeting and stuff, it can grow your following. It's a little bit more expensive than maybe potentially investing in a loop, but you get a better targeted audience by doing ads. And then finally, P is for partnerships. It's kind of the old school way of finding pages that you can partner with and you can get a shout out. Matter of fact, I have an entire Rolodex of people that, you know, we know, okay, you can get for a hundred dollars, you can get a shout out from this person and you should get about 500 followers or something like that. But it's just partnering with people to get shout outs. So that's my four step formula for Instagram growth, C-L-A-P clap. So I love that. And there's oh, you a, have to a lot of great insights. You, you, yeah. you have to clap. Okay. Okay. Little, it's the only I, way I, I get know, people to clap. I've normally got like my little road deck and I can like push it and then like this, the whole crowd goes wild by size in my <laughs> podcast room. So we'll have to make do with the real deal. I love that. And now there's people out there where they go cool, but then like they're not real followers. Like what sort of stuff, when you go through that process and you are doing that, what sort of like, do you still get good levels of engagement from those followers? Like, do you still have that? interaction with them because obviously if it's like cool you know kim kardashian is doing a giveaway and then you know i get all the thirsty dudes that are following her follow me like what do you see as a byproduct of that after after you go through that clap process sure sure great question and here's 
of full transparency in, for example, the giveaway loops. People are incentivized. So there is a high likelihood after the giveaway is over, you might lose 20, 30% of the followers because they're like, okay, giveaway is over, unfollowing all of these people. But that's where it goes back to having amazing content. If your content is good, here's what you have to think of. If your content is good, it doesn't matter if the followers are coming from Kim Kardashian or they're coming from, you know, some other profile. If you have good content, people are going to stick around and, and like it. So determining what is good content and what will connect people is really an important part of the process. But yeah, your content really determines the level of engagement and how frequently you post and how much you engage with your followers. But in many ways, maybe a slower form of growth would probably get you a better quality and better engagement. And are there any ways to bring engagement back up? Let's say maybe that someone's listening to this and they're like, cool, I'm hearing you know Kim and Paul talk about this and maybe I want to get back onto my Instagram profile and, and reactivate it. And maybe they haven't used it for a while. Is there any ways that you can really kick things off, whether it be things like obviously you've got your, your stories and then you've got obviously engagement on your actual posts and whatnot. Are there any things that you see people do that you're like, oh, if you just did this slightly different, your engagement yeah. would actually actually go up with the content that you're using? Yeah, yeah. So a couple of different things that you can do to really help your content. Number one, use call to actions in your post. A lot of times you're not getting engagement because you don't ask for it. You don't ask for people to comment. You don't ask for them to, you know, like or share it. So you're not asking for it. It's almost kind of like you have to lead people the direction that you want them to go. But then to kind of like get that extra boost of organic engagement, I really suggest doing Instagram lives with people. Find a few people that you can maybe in your same niche and say, hey, let's go live together. And a lot of times you want it to be people kind of on the same level as you. You know, if you got 20,000 followers, they have 20,000 followers or something like that. Then you guys go live and you do kind of like a podcast, but via Instagram live. And what happens is the individuals that are following the person that you're on live with, their followers will see your profile and vice versa. And then some of those followers will jump over and you will get increased engagement from that. Mm, I love that. And I think that's very important, as you say. And then it's like, it's it's the old school where they used to, you know, the old uh, share for share, right? It's like, hey, we yeah, can, yeah, yeah. you know, like, let's 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 do that. Let's do something together. And what about in, inside of stories? Because, I mean, to be honest, I know for me, like, hand up, that's one that I absolutely suck at. And some days it's like, I'm good and I get lots of stories and I can see I get a reasonable amount of views. But then it's like, I get busy and I'm running my business. And then a few days later, I go back and I do some stories and it's like, oh, boom, like the, yeah, the people yeah. watching it just go through the floor. It is stories. It can be a roller coaster. I've seen, you know, just from day to day that I can have, you know, two to three times as many views on Monday than I do on Wednesday. And, you know, I'm trying to post and everything like that on a regular basis. And I'm, you know, I post several times a day on stories, but it's still, it's a roller coaster. So here's one of the things that I know about Instagram stories and really the Instagram algorithm in general, it knows what you're posting as you post it. 
And what I mean by that is like, if you upload a picture with text on it and stuff, it knows what that picture says and what's in that picture. Like if it's a picture of a dog and it's got text on it, it'll within its coding, it'll say, this is a dog and this is text on it. So it's a very intelligent algorithm. And when you post videos, everything like that, it knows what you're posting. So there's certain things that you can do that will draw in viewers more into your story. Number one, if you post pictures with text on it, use the Instagram text, not just the pre-made text on the picture, but use text from the app and put it in there. That helps it out. You can use hashtags in the story and you can actually tag in your location. So doing things like that kind of helps. Also videos, I'm seeing videos get a better um, reach than just static pictures. So it comes down to you actually have to do it. Instagram and the story, they are determining how you get your reach based on a few different things. You know, if people are sharing your stories with other people, they like that. And so they give you more reach. So you can do things to encourage people to share your story. If people are, you know, giving the thumbs up and the hearts and things like that on your stories, again, that's going to get you more reach. So I try to do tricky little things. Like sometimes I will make a screenshot of, you know, all the emoticons that you can use on stories. I will put that on the post and I'll say, hey, which one is your favorite one? And then people will start, you know, doing that. And then, you know, that tells the Instagram algorithm, okay, people are really engaging on his stories. And so they give you extra reach on it. So it's just kind of like playing around with, you know, a little hack, trying to get some extra reach. Mm, I love that. I think that's great. As you say, but you, it's just got to be something that you do, right? It's like, and it's like yeah, you can, you, just uh, you can do try. Every good to do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And what else? Like, obviously, you know, you work with not just Instagram, but like you work with a, a broad range of things in the marketing space to help people yeah. get results and you know make money while they sleep, as you said. So, yeah. you know, what are some of the things that you see specifically, like those smaller business owners? What are some of the things that they miss at the very beginning that could probably make their lives a bit easier in you know in the broader spectrum of marketing? Because a lot of times people get started and they're like, oh, well, I just focus on, they might focus on one little thing that they're going to do and they kind of miss everything else that's out there that could actually probably help them get results a bit faster. So is there anything that you see consistently time and time again and you're like, I wish they just did this better or differently? Yeah. So number one, again, going back to content, if you're going to be on social media, have a content strategy, have a content plan. That's number one. But then investing in ads, our agency and myself, we spend millions of dollars a month for our clients on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Google, you know, all the major ad platforms. But you don't need to underestimate how five or even $10 can really impact your reach and grow your business. So invest in ads, run ads, connect with people in your area for small businesses, $5 a day, you know, $150 a month, over six months, it could potentially reach your entire community, just getting the message out about your business. So have some cool, nice videos, put $5 a day on it and watch that just build that, that reach and people begin to know you. And again, it's not much spending $5 a day, but when you start to see 
people come in, people connect, people send you DMs, ask questions. From that, you'll realize it's a good investment. I love that. Is there anything that you see when people, I just mentioned that you guys spend some big budgets. When you see people that are spending big budgets, again, is there anything that you go, hmm, like really they kind of are leaving a bit of money on the table when it comes to their ad spend when when you've got a decent sized budget that sometimes people miss? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, unfortunately, sometimes we are guilty of trying to do something, but don't have the professional experience. And so you can be getting results. Typically, this makes a good client for us is when a business is getting good results, but they're doing everything wrong. You know, it's like you look at it and they're like, oh yeah, you know, I'm getting customers, I'm getting sales, I'm getting clients and they're happy about it. But I look at it, I'm like, okay, everything's wrong. So it's kind of like that dumb success. Like, okay, yeah, you're getting success, but you're doing everything wrong. You know, they may not have retargeting where, you know, I've seen clients where they come to us and like, yeah, we're doing pretty good. And I go to the website, I'm like, you don't even have a Facebook pixel installed and, you know, they're running ads. And so there's kind of a, an advanced level of marketing where, you know, you're doing retargeting your, meaning when someone comes to your website, they're pixeled and they, you know, it's kind of gives you that omnipresence where you're everywhere. You follow them everywhere you go. Typically, if a business implements retargeting and they're not running it, sales would go up minimum 30% just by implementing retargeting. So that's a very important aspect of marketing. But then there can be things just within the structure of their funnel, their website that is you know, not optimized, right? And so when it comes to optimizing funnels, optimizing the website, really you want people to be able to get a quick, clean, non-complicated experience with your website. In other words, you want to take them from entering into your world to the final destination pretty quickly and pretty easily. So if the final destination is the making a sale, you know, it's an e-commerce site, then you want that to be quick and easy. If it's getting a lead form filled out, you want it quick and easy. Sometimes people go to websites and like, okay, you know, they're just looking, but there's no real intent of trying to get those people to take actions. So entry point to action has to be pretty quick. I love that. And it's something that we see all the time. And and it's funny, as you say, sometimes people try it. They're like, oh, if I'm going to do this, I want all the bells and whistles. I want the super overcomplicated thing. And then you go there and it's like, ah, but then everyone gets lost. It's like when you go to the grocery store and you're like, I just want to buy a loaf of bread. And you go in there and you come out with like six bags of chocolate and Coke. And you're like, didn't I just want bread? You come out, it's just way too confusing. I'm glad to hear that's the same thing. Yeah, you know, I always tell people, like I've worked with clients and they like, oh, I want this. I want these colors. I want these pictures. I want this moving graphic and everything like that. And you go to the website, like, wow, that looks so fancy, but it distracts people from actually taking action. So we have a little saying here in our company, I say pretty can make you poor, you know? So if you're trying to make everything really pretty and fancy and stuff like that, your conversions could go down. So you have to ask yourself, do I really want to be make it pretty and fancy or do I want to make sales? Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree. Yeah. (laughs) Sometimes when people are asking for stuff, you're like, 
but, but why? <laughs> like, why do you want that? It's crazy. And now at the time of recording this, like we're getting towards the end of 2020, going into 2021. Is there anything that stands out for you in the field of marketing that you're like, cool, this is something that, you know, over the next year or next couple of years that people should definitely be paying attention to? Yeah, absolutely. So a couple different things. Number one, you will see, matter of fact, in various states and countries, they are already starting to implement this as far as data privacy issues. So the amount of information that we're able to aggregate from people in targeting and stuff is going to start to shrink and people's privacy is becoming a big concern. So you're going to have to really start to invest in other besides just pixel data and the Facebook targeting, you're going to have to have other resources. Email lists are going to become more and more important. And building a real legitimate brand and community of people is going to be more and more necessary to do. Another thing that I think is pretty exciting is AI, artificial intelligence. You'll see that more and more AI, even within ads and websites, are becoming more complex where there's now systems that will write ad copy for people. Matter of fact, a large international bank did a test where they had an AI write all of the copy for their website and for their ads. And then they had a ad expert write it. And time and time again, the AI outperformed the human copywriter. So that's something to take note of that you might want to sharpen your skills when it comes to AI. <laughs> uh, yeah, I wholeheartedly agree. And, you know, the, even I know if Facebook, especially, you know, their recommendations now, it's like, cool, you just plug a few things in and you let our, you know, AI do the targeting. We'll serve, yeah. we'll find the people that will convert. So it's getting crazier and crazier. So I think it's, it's definitely something everyone needs to pay attention to. And yeah. now, Paul, as we get towards the end of our time here together, I always like to ask is, what's one question that I didn't ask you that I should have? What my PayPal address is? That's good. <laughs> I don't know what my cash app is. I don't know. That's a great question. What question should you have asked me that you didn't ask me? I don't know. People always ask me, where did I get the internet marketing nerd brand from? Yeah. yeah well, I'd love to know that for sure. Okay. So you have to ask the question. Yeah. So where did you get the internet marketing nerd brand from? Oh, okay. I'm glad you asked that question, Kim. <laughs> so here's the funny thing is growing up, the nerd is more than a brand. It's more than just, oh yeah, I think it's a cool idea, bow tie and glasses and call myself the internet marketing nerd, but this is who I am. I mean, it really authentically is who I am. As you can see, I'm into Marvel, I'm into comics, and I've always been, matter of fact, I have a comic book collection that I started when I was a kid. And so I was always kind of that nerdy introvert type of person. And when I was growing up, nerd was almost kind of like an insult, like you're a nerd, you know? And then as I grew up, I realized, you know, a lot of the people that I'm working for, a lot of my employers, a lot, a lot of these big companies are owned or managed by nerds. And as you grow up and you uh, become more mature, you're like, hey, I think, I think I'm going to embrace this nerd thing. And so 
I used to actually just wear a, a regular tie, you know, just those ugly ties like this. I've always worn jackets like this that are kind of colorful and I've got cool shoes to match it and stuff. And one time, one of my friends, he was looking at me, he was looking at my jacket and my shoes and everything. He's like, man, you are such a nerd. And he said, you just need a bow tie. You just need a bow tie. And you'll be like full on nerd. And so the next time that I saw him, I was wearing a bow tie. And of course he laughed. He's like, yeah, okay. You're a nerd. You're, you're, you're for sure a nerd. And then we started talking about, he's like, man, it really, it looks good. I think it looks good. And so I don't know what happened that day. I don't know if we got a, a big contract or something, but I remember thinking, I was like, man, the bow tie brought me good luck. And so I've wore a bow tie ever since then. <laughs> I love that. I absolutely love that. And I've got to ask just purely out of curiosity. sake. So you mentioned obviously the Marvel and the comic books, and I can see a whole bunch of Marvel stuff behind you. How many pieces are in your Marvel collection? Thousands, thousands. Yeah. Thousands. So I have, yeah, I have a lot of comic books, like cases of cases of comic books. My posters are signed by the actors and also Stan Lee. I've got rare comic books over here on the wall. I mean, some of them are like originally sold for 10 cent Deadpool number one signed Aquaman number one. Yeah. So I've got a lot of rare comics and stuff. Which one is this? This is Superboy number 12 originally sold for 12 cents so wow. so yeah i've got a pretty cool collection <laughs> and the iron man behind you is that a full size iron man so it's a full size iron man so i'm going to show you something that is just going to blow your mind i've got a little remote control here let me click the remote control here there you go so <laughs> i love that <laughs> and and there you go so so that's yeah, so cool what so what, what is that how did what, what actually is that is that your mind uh, is gonna, uh, yeah <laughs> when you were talking about ai i was hoping that you're gonna make him like start walking over and grab your shoulder or something well, like how did you just do that man it's virtual reality wow that's that's because i was like compared to everything else in the room i was like it, it stands out right it's like it's that's epic i love that Here's the thing. This right here is, yeah. So this this right here is what my office looks like. This is the nerd cave. Yeah. And this is a graphic imposed on, so that's Photoshopped on there. And I've got, a, obviously, this is a green screen. I, did you realize that this is a green screen right here? I did not realize that, no. I was like, man, this is legit. <laughs> ah, that's so, so cool. But this right here is what the nerd cave looks like. And I've got a friend that makes the suits and everything like that. And so he's making me one and sent me a picture of it. And I was like, okay, there he is. <laughs> so, I so love yeah. That. Yeah. It's so cool. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> That's awesome. Everyone's been listening to this episode and they're like, cool. I like what this poor guy's about. I want to find out more about what he's up to over there yeah. being, you know, the, the nerd of the internet marketing world. Where's the best place for people to connect with you online to find out more about what you're up to? Yeah. So the best place is probably Instagram. My Instagram handle is Paul, just P-A-U-L. And connect with me there. Send me a message. I'm always in the DMs. If you want to connect on my personal website, it is paulgetter.com. 
Awesome. So guys, wherever you're listening to this or watching this, if you scroll into the show notes, we'll have linked directly to Paul's Instagram and obviously the website as well. And if you know anyone that maybe, as we mentioned earlier, has been doing Instagram or they're a business that's growing and scaling or growing and growing accidentally and maybe has a few things that they need to work on, please share this episode with them so they can hear from Paul and hopefully reach out and connect with him as well. And Paul, thank you so much for joining us on this episode. Really appreciate you making the time. Thanks a lot, Kim. It's been my pleasure. Absolutely awesome. Thanks, mate.